This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yes, indeed it is. You better you bet. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley. Awesome to be here with you on the BetQL Network, where every game is game seven. And we bring you, is this true? Like Alex, Alex, who, 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 that's, this is an Adam, an actual Adam Schefter real tweet. Like this is actually real. Okay. So this is real. Okay. Uh, Julio Jones is signing a one-year deal with the Philadelphia Eagles, which is absolutely hysterical. I don't think Julio's got anything left in the tank, but literally just came across the screen just now. So we'll spend like a couple seconds talking about it later in the uh, in the first segment here. But apparently Julio Jones is signed with the Philadelphia Eagles, where he would be, I guess, the team's third receiver, right? Along with uh, the great A.J. Brown, who we played with in Tennessee, and Devontae Smith, which is just really, really funny. Uh, every game, Game 7, no hot take BS on this show. We bring you the bets. And we bring you the sports, and we are coming to you live today from the Odyssey app. The BetQL app will be simulcast by the studs at stadium from 4 to 6 Eastern, youtube.com backslash Odyssey Sports, twitch.tv backslash BetQL, and on radio stations nationwide, including Sirius Channel 217 and XM Channel 205. Ken and I here bringing you the wagertainment, talking all things sports betting. Proudly presented today and always by the king of sportsbooks, the great people at BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app and visit BetMGM.com. On this T3, we got three words, and they all start with the letter T. It's a terrific football Tuesday, and it's October 17th in the year of our Lord, 2023. Our show is on Twitter, at You Better You Bet. I'm on Twitter and the gram, at the Costos. And Ken Barkley, your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, can be found on X, now and always. Lives a crazy life, at Lockie Lockerson. And on this terrific football Tuesday. We're going to bring you three tremendous guests. Our good friend Jamie Eisenberg from CBS Sports, lead fantasy football analyst. Jamie will join us coming up here later in hour number one, previewing week seven in the National Football League. We'll talk about if the Chargers can get off the schneid offensively this week against the Kansas City Chiefs, if that's going to be an under game. So many great games and topics we have to go over with Jamie Eisenberg coming up here, hour number one of today's show. Now, today is October 17th. Why is that significant? Because one week, seven days from today, it will be October 24th. And October 24th is day one of the 2023-24 NBA season. So given that we are, it it really is, and I'm sure we'll talk about that in the open here. But given that we are one week away from the start of the NBA season, it's time to start hitting you with tons of NBA betting preview content. We've given you a bunch already, especially after the Damian Lillard trade to Milwaukee. Joining us on the shoot, on the show today for not one but two segments will be the great Matt Moore from the Action Network. Matt will stop by at 5 o'clock Eastern from 5 to 520, 520 to 540. 40 minutes with our pal Matt Moore from the Action Network. We'll be talking favorite win total bets this year in the NBA, favorite division bets this year in the NBA, who's going to win the NBA championship, the Eastern Conference, the Western Conference, and all the award markets, including most valuable player. And if Victor Wembenyama is just like a lock to win rookie of the years, plus money right now, all of this 
this and more coming up with more Matt Moore coming up in hour number three of today's show. Two segments with Matt Moore talking NBA one week from the start of the NBA season. And then we've got more golf this weekend and our good friend Jason Sobel from Sirius XM PGA Tour Radio stops by during the power hour, the final hour of the show today. We love our guy, Jason Sobel. Plus, we're going to finish our handicap for week seven in the National Football League with P squared, B squared. Our analysis is coming up for the Packers and the Broncos from Denver. The Chargers and the Chiefs in Kansas City. The Dolphins and the Eagles. Sunday night football in Philadelphia. The Alabama quarterback bowl with Tua Tungavailoa and Jalen Hurts. And then the Niners and the Vikings on Monday night football from Minnesota. P squared, B squared. We'll wrap up week seven in the National Football League today. But before we get to P squared, B squared, we will close the book on week six and we will hold accountable all the morons that cost us money this weekend. He's a slap for week six in the NFL. It's Tuesday, and you know what that means. It's day two of Lochmas. Santa Locky, Ken Barkley, is going to tell you how to bet Heisman Trophy. Should you be laying a minus price right now with Michael Penix of Washington, who's the clear favorite right now to win the Heisman Trophy? Or perhaps there is hashtag value further down the board. I don't know if there is or not, but we'll find out. Ken Barkley's going to tell us when we talk Heisman Trophy on day two of Lochmas, uh, and then power hour, final hour of the program today. The games that we've already bet for week seven in the NFL, and the bets that we are targeting for week seven in the NFL. I made one about an hour ago after I saw a Twitter video. We will talk about that coming up probably in the opening segment of the show. Bets of Steel with the National Hockey League. We are loving this segment. We think our listeners and viewers are loving it as well. All our hockey bets for a pretty big slate tonight. On the ice as we'll drop the puck. Uh, bets of steel, all our bets in hockey. And, of course, game two of the NLCS with the Diamondbacks and the Phillies. And it's almost like, should should the Diamondbacks just fly home now? And just, like, pack it in. <laughs> it, it feels like, it feels like, like, Texas is up 2 nothing, And I feel like yeah. the Astros are way more live in that series than the Diamondbacks are in this one. Only down one nothing against the Philadelphia Phillies. we got a lot to do today. Locked and loaded. Terrific football Tuesday. Ken, how's it going? Uh, good. I'm a little happy that we're just a little bit less sports tonight. Just a little bit less. Man, we get to some of these weeknights now after these weekends. You need like a little bit of a reprieve for just there's just so much, so much sports. And uh, and it's all awesome, obviously. But just even last night, you know, like Monday night a month ago, it's like, yeah, you know, Monday night football. And that's it. And if the game's bad, nothing, you know, not a lot. It's like could actually you know, like do something else aside from watch sports. And then you and I are, are watching games last night. We're texting each other and like, and shout out to YouTube TV, by the way, who's got, well, first of all, because they have stadium, which shows our show, but also because they have these multi-view games for like, you know, Saturday during college football, they'll take four noons and put them on one channel. And so if, even if you only have one YouTube TV logging on a giant television, you can have four screens. They did NLCS and Monday night football as a two screen last night. So you could have both I up at the same time. This, so it was cool man. to just have. Why yeah, am I still do. paying for cable? Like, I feel like I I'm know. such an idiot. Well, no, knowing, knowing your internet situation, I don't know if maybe YouTube TV is for you. Maybe cable's better. I don't know, but uh, worth, worth trying out. I would say it's, it's pretty awesome as Tyler writes in the chat. So I had those two kind of going next to each other. And then on the phone, uh, had uh, had the old ESPN Plus hockey subscription going oh, yeah. and, and just like going back and forth from these games, sweating these shots. It was almost like it was a good night for, for hockey props in a lot of ways. Uh, a lot of the shot props did well. And it was, you know, it's funny, like you, you hit less than 50%, but the prices are so insane. It doesn't matter because the payouts are so good. And it was almost like an all time, like everything wins kind of a night for shots on goal, which is great because they're about 17 bets. But you and I are texting back and forth. So we got Monday Night Football. We got the Phillies and Diamond. 
running backs playing at the same time. And then you and I are texting because this Capitals game, which like you kind of talk, like you really like the Capitals. You kind of talked me into betting them too. And I had some props in the game. Like we're both sweating overtime shootout in the Capitals. Just I can't remember the last time I watched an NHL regular season shootout. And I just, uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm like kind of looking around, being like, man. Just a lot of sports right now, and like the, but you know we'll have some sweats tonight and stuff. But uh, another crazy night in what's been a, a really good month so far. Yeah, and I don't. I think it was it, Nas Kadri had the last uh, shootout attempt for Calgary last right. night against the Capitals. I think it was Huberdeau had the second attempt, and like Huberdeau hit the crossbar, and then Kadri hit the post to preserve the Capitals win in right. overtime. Which uh, I ended up parlaying a bunch of the games that I like. I wanted, which was great, and like we had the Capitals last night, and that was awesome. Just like, but we could be honest on the show. Like I came on the show yesterday, and I said was really lucky to cash my bet with the Cincinnati Bengals. The Capitals are terrible. And that was a very lucky yeah. cash, I feel Your like, boy last Carberry. night against the Calgary. Yes, Carberry. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if the car the car's starting here. Darcy Kemper stood on his head and enabled us to win that bet with the Washington Capitals. And um, so Ken and I, like he's saying, and I think it kind of like goes noted that Monday Night Football's going on, the NLCS is going on, and like we're texting back and forth, and we're texting about hockey because we have a million bets going on, and that's really great. And we're just like, man, like, how awesome is this? And, of course, that's aided by the fact that the bets are doing well, and even the bets that, like, didn't win, we are, like, on the cusp of potentially winning. So it's like, oh, my God, how good is this going to be? And I think I wrote to you at one point, and, and, like, the NBA's back next week. Like, imagine what? Imagine NBA props. Yeah. Oh, no. Look at who's in the back door. Uh, seven days till the NBA. It's it's great, and it's like, what are these? What are these sports nights going to be now? Like, what's going this to going to be on Monday? <laughs> going to best basketball Tuesday. Uh, yeah, it's going to be ridiculous. Hang out with my I, wife I like... on Wednesday and on Thursday <laughs> yeah, yeah. and Friday and Saturday. Football Sunday. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Sorry, man. I can't remember the last time I heard that song. The. Uh... The crazy thing is, like, because I feel like, especially with the hockey betting so far, because you've been doing, like, a lot of sides and totals. You had the Capitals last night. That went really well. You said you, you parlayed a bunch of stuff together and won that. Oh, I have Panthers. just gotten, like, a, I've gotten addicted to these, like, large payout ladders. Like, you you got me into ladders a little bit with receiving yards when we do these Sunday shows in the NFL. I got ladders going shots on goal for all kinds of stuff. You know, Austin Matthews, we played, like, goal, two-goal hat trick the other night last week. So I'm kind of, like, all in on this stuff. And it's, it is like addictive. Like it's really, it's incredibly fun. I'm not even doing it for very much money for like what I bet on like a, you know, college football game or something. And it's still just this insane sweat. And yeah, like NBA, all I did was basically sides and totals last year. And you and I would do props like in the playoffs or something. We would do props with, with best of the best, but like, you know, like it wasn't really looking at a lot of prop markets. I think there are going to be so many ladders on this show. I don't even like what, like you were making a wrestling rep, like what's, is a wrestling ring like a match with with ladders? Is that like the most ladders that can be in one place? Like, what's another example of a lot of ladders that would be together? I think it would probably like a firehouse. be like, like yeah, probably a firehouse. I guess like I they like like money in the bank, like a money in the bank ladder match when you have like a billion like like ladders, or like Donkey Kong. Like, you got all the uh, ladders going up. Yeah, the things. like. The, like the original, yeah. The original. Now we're, like really, now we're like really dating ourselves. It's like very old. But yes, the there's a lot of ladders in the level. There's like 20 there ladders are, in that level. And that, well, yeah. and that is, People well, watch that is the like, movie. I, I actually think there might only be like three ladders on that first level of the game that you're talking about. The oh, yeah. You might be, it might be like four, like a Z, and then it kind of goes up and just jump over the barrels. 
But yeah, we got lots of ladders. I I think the wrestling references are great. Like specifically, like Edge and Christian against the Dudleys against the Hardys. They had three like uh, iconic tables, ladders, and chairs matches with tons of ladders. I think that that's what we stick with. Also, like Michaels, Razor, Ramon. There's lots of good ladder matches we can reference. I think that's. I mean, if you think we had a lot of ladders now, and we had a bunch last night. Tonight there are a few. Man, NBA. I'm just imagining, and like Rick Camp, who obviously like we have on the show sometimes to do NBA, and we love Rick. And he's been he's been playing ladders on obscure stuff for a while. Like he'll text me, you know, it'll be like January eighth, and I'm thinking about like an NFL playoff game. And like here's a, a text from Rick, be like, like, uh, are we on Scotty Barnes steals tonight? Amazing. It's like, what are you what are you talking about? <laughs> like, what are you, what are you, what, are, what are you talking about? <laughs> and now I feel like I'm gonna be that guy. Be like, oh, uh, like you know. Like lat- ladder on, you know, Alvarado assists, like any- anybody, anybody. <laughs> like, and everyone would just look at you with this weird look like, what is wrong with this person? I feel like that's where we're headed here. I'm like big time into this stuff right now. Yeah. Like, and, and celebrating sports, uh, which are the absolute best and betting on sports is the absolute best. Also, like, what am I going to, what am I going to spend time with my wife? I'm sure there's some time for that down the road. When's this going to happen? Cause like nah. tonight, like guess guess what I'm doing after the show, um I'm watching baseball and I'm watching hockey. Yeah, the hockey sweat tonight is going to be. Now the games are more staggered. That was the thing about last night too, which we didn't talk about. Five sevens, and that's it. And they all like so that, ended right. They all ended they like all, right at the start the of Monday at the night same football. Time. And it was awesome because yeah. it's like all the games <laughs> yeah, are over and now. Here comes the second half of a. What honestly was like a terrible a, a game with high stakes, but like a terrible yes. football game. Yes, it was. Yeah, the first half was not particularly interesting. So the entire, I mean, like tonight we won't have the same sweat because the games are staggered. Like I'm going to, like, I, I would love to tell you I'm going to stay up for Vegas, Dallas, which is like a great game. I, I'm not going to stay up for Vegas, Dallas. Like that's just not going to happen. Like on Tuesday night when I have to like stay up to watch football the other nights, like no shot, but it's going to be more sec- like last night. You only got five hockey games. The, the simultaneous start. And we had, I had shots on goal bet in like four of those games. That was like, that's as sweaty as... Like, that's more than, like, a college football Saturday, probably, for me, in terms of, like, stuff going on at the same time. Because even on Saturday, it was, like, you know, it was, like, what, two noons and, like, three 3.30s and, like, that's it. And you're out doing stuff, too, because it's Saturday. I mean, I got, like, five different score screens on my computer, like, going back and forth every time there's a shot on goal registering it and, like, what's going on. That was uh, that was something. So, yeah, the, the hockey sweats are great. The NBA sweats are going to be great. And also, like, there was an NFL game last night, and it was, like, really stupid. Also, there was uh, <laughs> let's Let's talk about the NFL game a little bit in the next segment yeah. here. Um, I do want to ask you if you were able to uh, get a bet in on the Jacksonville Jaguars after the Twitter video and pictures circulate uh, of Trevor Lawrence at practice wearing a knee brace. Uh, Lawrence limited in practice Tuesday, which, like, he may not play in the game, but, like, puts him on track to play at least. Uh, I was able to snag a three on Jacksonville before. Like, I think we're sitting New Orleans one and a half right now. Were you able to get that bet in? This is why notifications on the phone are really, are really, are really crucial. Right. Were you able to get a bet in on Jacksonville? So, it, uh, no, because it was, like, the exact time that I was out for my walk, like, in the uh, before the show, like, in the middle of the day. So I came back and saw it and was like, oh, I wonder if, oh, oh. Um, I will tell you, though. Hashtag totals work has been done oh, maybe we'll unveil we some got? of those bets as we as we do the show today with p squared b squared and then games we've already bet we can kind of lay down a few more uh oh the under in this game is like a certified banger <laughs> like i mean it's the under in this game is electric now it's when do you want to bet it in case lawrence plays but it's way good 
And here's the good news. If Lawrence plays in the game and it's going to be like Saints minus one, I'm going to bet the Jaguars again. I can't get enough Jacksonville if Lawrence one and is going to play. Tease. Oh, mm. baby. Uh, on the other side, we'll talk about last night's atrocity of a Monday night football game. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network. First sack of the night, Herbert gets rid of it and he's picked. Intercepted by the Cowboys. The catch is good. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Joe Buck the call last night on ESPN Monday Night Football. I mean, there's just, there's like so much going on with this Chargers-Cowboys game, so much going on with that final play, and like Quentin Johnston, he's like killing fantasy owners everywhere. Just absolutely brutal. So the Cowboys beat the Chargers in what, actually felt like a decently big football game, like a high-leverage game, because I think two good teams are, I guess, like theoretical good teams. I said, it's a terrible game, man. An actual bad football game. And I, I came away from it, Ken, and like, good on Dallas, 4-2 and two going into their bye. Bad on the Chargers coming out of their bye and losing that game. And Justin Herbert did not play well on the game. And, like, he's awesome. Also, he missed, like, Keenan Allen on a couple touchdowns. Miss Austin Eckler on what would have been a touchdown as well. I came away from last night's game, Ken, thinking these are two— di- Maybe they both go to the playoffs. I'm not saying they can't be playoff teams. They're obviously above average teams in the NFL talent-wise. These are deeply unserious football teams that I I, I I would never pick like to win a championship or even like advance to like championship Sunday with the way that they look and the way that they play and the way that they're coached. So that was just kind of my prevailing thought coming out of the game. There's a lot we can do, obviously. Cowboys beat the Chargers. Game goes under the total. More red zone futility for both teams. What a shock. Dallas wins 20-17. to Right for and for Dallas, like I don't, I don't. <clears throat> excuse me, I don't think that's going anywhere. I mean, I think that's just you change the play caller. It was so funny too, right? Because they've been bad all year, and then on that really, really important fourth and goal, Kellen Moore pulls out this like awesome design play. Everett like roll it gets goes out to the right and catches the touchdown. You're like, oh, like Dallas could use a lot of that in their offense when they were leading the league in red zone efficiency last year. That would have been pretty good. So you brought up that they're both teams can make the playoffs. I think Dallas, obviously, much, much, much more likely to make the yep. playoffs than the Chargers because of the conference and the record. Um, you know, like the two things that decide the playoffs. But I just, I had a question I wanted to ask you. Just, I was thinking about this today because you, you said it. You go like, look, these teams might make the playoffs, but like you would never bet them to win the Super Bowl or like win the conference. But like you, especially at the end, you'd never like these are. You'd never bet these teams to win the champion. Not even Dallas, like who's going to be in a way better position. Like you'd never bet them to win the Super Bowl. Like, how many teams do you think you would need, like in a, we'll use a bucket again analogy, like how many teams would you need in the bucket before you feel like, not 100%, but like really confident you've got the champion? Like, how many teams would it take before you're like, I think I got, like, I think I got it. Like, they're okay, some 1%, whatever. Like, how many teams, because it feels like such a small list this year. Um. Okay. I'm literally, I'm doing it right now. So four, yeah, that's fine. five, seven. It's like, I think it's, yeah, I think my, I think I was like five or six for, and not a hundred percent. Like, look, there's, well, I put you know, like Cincinnati a, in and like Detroit well, in. And like, uh, well, I, I was going to say like, if Aaron Rodgers comes back, there's like a 0.1% chance the Jets win the Super Bowl. So like, you know, like that has to like, but I don't want them in the bucket. 
Like it's, it's a really fringe outcome. You know, it's like really unlikely. Like to feel just not certain, but confident you have the winner. How many teams do you think you need? Seven? Uh, well, so, okay, so let, I'll name them. Miami, bu- so these are the no-doubters. Miami, Buffalo, Kansas City, San Francisco. Honestly, like that, that might be it for like the right. no doubt for the no doubters that are in the bucket, and then we Philly, can add a couple. Philly, others. not a no doubter. Philly, not a no doubter right now, and I, and they can win the Super Bowl, obviously. But I mean, I, after what they did on Sunday, and like I, I, I don't love like I don't love like this new Eagles coaching staff here with Steichen and Gannon not there. I'm not saying they're going to miss the playoffs. I'm acknowledging they could definitely win the Super Bowl. I think that game is more of an aberration for Hertz than what the norm is. Also, like he might not be healthy. That was kind of I, I said this yesterday. I think Hertz might not be healthy coming out of that game as he never plays that poorly. So the Eagles can, of course, get there and can win. Just that, like I, I would take those other teams ahead of Philly for sure. But Philly would be one of the maybes. Detroit, I think, has to be in the maybe list for right yep. now. I think the Ravens are kind of unserious this year. I don't think you can take Cleveland seriously because even with Watson, like, you don't know what you're going to get with him. I guess the Bengals would be the one team in that division where if everything hits, Burrow stays healthy. Like, defense plays like it did on Sunday against Seattle where, like, Cincinnati could be there actually at the very end of the season. I don't know if I would go with anyone else outside of that list. You do you make a really good point with the Jets if Rodgers comes back, but then he's literally, like, defying years of science yeah. and maybe he can do it god bless him i don't think he's going to but if he does then yeah maybe the jets need to be included as well i think that's it yeah well i i think and this is why i wanted to say like not a hundred percent right because like if, if i needed to account for what i would consider to be a hundred percent like i have to put the jets in there like i have to put i definitely have to put the fringe teams that you're talking about like the eagles and the lions is a really good one where like if you want 100% you got to put the lions in but if you just like are confident like you think you got it a lot of the time i i did this exercise and i kind of did it and i was like i was like just be like not like what numbers say or like what team like just like you know just your gut instinct like how many teams do you think you need to be confident i came up with 3 like the last time I did it. So the first time I did it, I came really, like I basically did the same thing that you just did, right? Where I was like, okay, like this team, I guess, and this team. But then I was like, wait a minute. Like if it's a Super Bowl and it's like the Chiefs against this team, like I think the Chiefs always win the game. Like I just think they always win. So like, I don't want Philly in the bucket. Not if it's like, just not 100%, just confident. Confident I have the champion. I want the Chiefs and the Niners for sure. I'm always going to want the Chiefs and the Niners. I want to guess your third team. Sure, go ahead. Who do you think the third team is? Miami. My third team is the Bengals. Oh, okay. I I, just because I I I was going not Buffalo. I was going not Buffalo with with my choice. So here's the funny thing. So I'll I'll do why I have like, and I just. I don't even know if I need Cincinnati. I'm like deathly afraid of not having Burrow in the bucket. Like I want Burrow in the bucket. Like I think he's that kind of guy. I want him in the bucket. And like I don't I don't need to have Josh Allen in the bucket and I don't need to have Hurts in the bucket. Like I want Burrow in the bucket. That's who I want if I had to have one of those guys. But like honestly, even KC San Francisco, I think this year, just this year, I think I got it a lot of the time. Miami is really funny. And I'm really looking forward to our conversation about their game against the Eagles that we'll do later in the show. I have a bet on the side and the total in that game. And I think I'm, I think it's possible that 
five weeks from now, eight weeks from now, will still think Miami's really good. Like, I don't think they're going anywhere. Ramsey might even come back earlier than they thought. Like, they're they're very talented. They might have the MVP of the league. They might have the offensive player of the year. Just like, okay, like, they played the Chargers and the Bills. And every other game is kind of one of these fakey games when you go back and look at the schedule. So they played the Chargers and they played the Bills. And the other games are like Broncos, Patriots, Giants, Panthers. I mean, really like maybe like four of the five, six worst teams in the NFL. And you're like, all right, playoff matchups. Like they get this team in the playoff. What's that game going to look like? Okay, they played the Chargers in week one. Week one's like a tough week. Everybody like doesn't play in the preseason. Maybe you don't take anything away from that basically like took the chargers to, to the death almost in a tie game ended up winning the game but like in a high scoring very close game and then get absolutely bulldozed by the bills and that's all we have that's all we have i think it's i just think it's like okay to be skeptical that they're like super bowl good like i, I like i'm good with playoff good and divisional round good and like I, we're already there i think on that but just like if i don't have them in the bucket am i like okay with that I think I am right now. It just until like let me like let's watch this Eagles game and maybe the Eagles aren't full strength, but even if they're not, it's a really good test. I think we'll learn a lot about the Dolphins in the game, whether Lane Johnson plays or not, or whether the defense for the Eagles has everybody. Like we'll still learn a lot. I think it's okay to still be really scared. Like I, I don't know if I need to have the Dolphins in the bucket yet, especially with the defensive numbers. And and I think here's like a fun way to kind of frame the conversation. Uh, you better you bet here with Nick and Ken on a Tuesday. Um, we've been pretty consistent, and I think anyone who's like being reasonably honest with themselves about handicapping, like who's going to win the Super Bowl, like needs to be really honest about this. When it comes down to it, and on one side of the field is Patrick Mahomes, uh, and whoever it is on the other side, it doesn't matter who it is. Like who are you going to take? Like, you're, you, if you're being honest with yourself, like, of course you're going to take Mahomes and the Chiefs. Like, to win the game, like, you're going to take Patrick Mahomes. So it is worth noting that the one guy that's, besides for Tom Brady, who's not playing anymore, the one guy that has had Mahomes and the Chiefs number a little bit is the guy that you referenced that you need to have in the bucket. And it's Joe Burrow. Right, who's had regular season success against Mahomes, beat Mahomes, and I understand it's a team game, but like, look, they're the two most important players. Like, definitely outplayed Mahomes in the AFC Championship game two years ago. Then they were both awesome in this past AFC Championship game, and Mahomes not at 100%, and Kansas City wins on like a walk-off field goal with some questionable officiating in the game. I'm not making excuses for the Bengals, just saying like, the, they always go toe-to-toe. They, they always go toe-to-toe with Mahomes. So look, like I like the Dolphins a lot. I think the Bills are awesome. Maybe take make, make your case for another team in the AFC North. If Buffalo has to go to Kansas City, I'm never picking the Bills. If Miami has to go to Kansas City, I'm never picking the Dolphins. Cincinnati goes to Kansas City, I would at least consider picking the Bengals, Ken, to your point. I'd still pick Kansas right. City, but I'd at least have to have that conversation with myself. And I think you probably agree with me on that. Yeah, so it's, look, I mean, a lot of gambling conversation that we have on the show is like probabilities and this number and this price. But like championship stuff, like when it gets down to it, just like who, like who do you act, like really, like who do you really think can win? Like really? Like, oh, well, like you have to include the Eagles. Really? Like if they play the Chiefs again, you're betting the Eagles? Really? And I know you're like, well, they don't have to play the Chiefs. Like Mahomes could get hurt or the Bengals could beat them or the Bills could beat them. Allen played them in a really close game in the divisional a couple years ago. Like it's, we've seen it. It doesn't have to be the Chiefs. But just again, like how many teams would you need to just be like pretty confident? And just, I'll just end by, this is a trend that I brought up uh, at the start of the year. And I just think is like a really good way to frame 
like honestly a league that actually doesn't have parody it has parody week to week week to week the craziest things happen in the nfl i mean really like upsets and wild stuff and you love a team the next week and then the niners lose to pj walker the next like i mean it's really a crazy league week to week the winner has been in a very narrow parameter for a really long time. And this is just a, a trend that I brought up before the year to frame how people think about betting the Super Bowl or, or the champion or whatever. So like DVOA is a really, really popular, well-known metric. It used to be at Football Outsiders. Now it's at somewhere else and we don't have, really have to get into why that is, but it's like pretty well-known and it's a, a pretty good measure of team quality. And there's a really predictive quality to being really good the year before and then winning the Super Bowl the following year. So like last year, teams that were really good, one of them is going to win this year. And here's like the, the crux of it, of like why I think that's the case. Uh, the last 19 years, so like since the, since the uh, was it 19 years? Sorry. Since the 2000 and what are the Patriots that cheated? Which year was that? 2001. 2001. Right. So, the, yeah. so, so, the, so we start with the 2002 Tampa Bay Buccaneers who beat the Oakland right. Raiders in the Super Bowl with that right. year? Okay. The, uh, the team that won the Super Bowl... Uh, was top seven in offense or defense the year before they won the Super Bowl. And in the last 20 years, 16 of the Super Bowl winners were top four in offense or defense the year they won, won the Super Bowl, not even top seven. So, like, the point is, look, the craziest team could win this year. Like, the, the 2001 Patriots were a particularly crazy team. We're going to have another version of that at some point, and something really unexpected is going to happen. But if you're just thinking about, like, almost every year what usually happens and then the nba we could have this conversation too you just be like look who's gonna win the team that was awesome the year before that probably got a little bit better like that's that's the winner that's who it is and so you look at the ratings from last year we did this before the show or before the the season started but we haven't done it since then and now we've seen these teams play like five games six games whatever and okay like the teams that qualified uh in sort of just top four so just like the, the one that was almost all the champions kansas city buffalo cincinnati and the patriots from the afc i think we're crossing them off probably at this point and then on the Was nfc brady, side can brady come back or or no you know I, I guess anything's possible maybe we need them in the bucket for that reason maybe you have to put the patriots in the bucket, just like the jets the brady uh, and then in the end in the NFC side, Philly, San Francisco, and Dallas, they were all, all seven of those teams were top four at something last year. And if you go out to the top seven, and that gets you like every champion, uh, Miami, the Jets, and the Ravens were top seven at one side or another on the AFC side. And the Lions were fifth in offense last year on the NFC side, and that's it, and that's the list. So it's like really funny to just kind of, it almost like, it in a way it doesn't hold up because like the Patriots, what on earth? But like every other part of that, like your main contenders remain, Chiefs, Bills, Bengals on one side, Philly, San Francisco, Dallas on the other, and your fringe like could happen teams, Miami, Baltimore, like the Jets have the Rodgers thing, but they're still kind of interesting on the AFC side, and the Lions on the NFC side. Like it holds almost perfect. We've played six games. And this is supposed to be like the most parody-filled thing in the world. There's no there's no parody in that. That's the most predictable thing in the world. <laughs> like that was that's really crazy. So I just I that's I, the bucket exercise that it's all kind of tied together is one thing. For bleeps and giggles, neutral field, Lions versus Cowboys. Who are you taking to win the game? Oh, Detroit easily. E yeah. E easily. Not that the game will be easy, but it's an easy pick. Are they going to win the Super Bowl? Or at least go? 
they're playing with like half a team right now. I looked at their NFC prices earlier today. I really did look. Because I go like, if they beat the Ravens, they're going to win like every other game for like nine weeks after this. Like, do you need to wait I... for them to beat the Ravens to bet it? I don't know. I think they might smash Baltimore on Sunday. Week to week bite is parody driven. Bite, in the bite regular season, I don't know. Okay. Maybe. On the... On the other side, we'll talk week seven of the National Football League and more. Our good friend Jamie Eisenberg joins the show from CBS Sports. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. He's 12 of 16. Lamb the block. Oh, he's got him! He's got him! Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. So many funny jokes to be made after that Kevin Harlan line. I'm not going to say any of them, though, because we're a family friend. We might need that drop. Like, we have Iron Eagle, oh yeah. We might need Kevin Harlan. He smoked him. I feel like that's your line. Like, you say that a lot. I never say say that. I say they got smoked. I say they got worked. I say that all the time. I use both of those words a good amount. We... Man, we lead the we lead betting content in number of words that describe a blowout. Like we really we got we got all your bases covered here. We really got a lot of these things. And uh, we also on the show try and give you uh, the most I would say like the most breaking news. But I mean I'm not gonna like make stuff up. When breaking news comes <laughs> in, we give it to you here on the show. The most breaking news: Wayne Gretzky returning to the NHL tonight. He'll suit up on the Blackhawks next to Connor Bedard. Uh, we do have breaking news in the National Football League. We'll ask Jamie Eisenberg about this game as we move along in the segment. Uh, Jaguars quarterback Trevor Lawrence just held court with reporters in Duval, and he says that he's quote optimistic he'll play Thursday night at the Saints, but says, of course, we'll have to make that decision on Thursday. He's got a knee sprain. He did practice today in a limited fashion wearing a knee brace. I I think he's probably going to play based off all of this, but obviously we still have to to wait and see. The betting market at least has some optimism that Lawrence is going to play. That game coming off three was Saints minus three, now sitting Saints minus one right now. And I think if Lawrence is going to play, I think maybe... Hashtag wrong team favorite, and Jacksonville might be like a one-point favorite in the game. But we'll talk about that um, as we move closer to the game on Thursday night. Still to come on the program, Lockmas Day 2. Ken Barkley is going to tell you how to bet the Heisman Trophy in college football. Should you lay minus 145 with Michael Penix Jr.? Ken's going to tell you. P-squared, B-squared, we'll finish our handicap of Week 7 in the NFL. Two segments with Matt Moore from the Action Network talking NBA. Uh, All our bets for tonight in the Power Hour along with a golf conversation with our friend Jason Sobel from Sirius XM PGA Tour Radio. But joining us right now to talk about Tua Tungavailoa, Tyree Kill and the Miami Dolphins, their game against the Eagles on Sunday Night Football, and the rest of the slate, Week 7 in the National Football League, is our good friend Jamie Eisenberg from CB Sports, their lead fantasy football analyst. You listen to Jamie on Fantasy Football Today, and you watch him on CBS Sports HQ, and you read him on CBSSports.com. I don't have to because I can just text Jamie and get his fantasy advice. But you, since you don't have his number, you should go to CBSSports.com to read all his work. My friend, welcome back to the show. Nick and Ken, how's it going? Uh, it's going well. Thanks for having me, guys. Always good to talk to you. Jamie, why don't we start with just the projected kind of monster high-scoring matchup of the week, the, this Dolphins-Eagles game. We actually haven't talked about this game yet on our show. We kind of like saved it for today to do a, a big preview. Uh, spoiler alert, like I, I think 
there could be a billion points scored. And so does the market. Like it's a very high total. It's in the fifties, but just like, I, I think there could be way, way more than that being scored. Uh, Eagles, a small favorite, about one and a half in the market. Just like, how do you see this game playing out? Obviously these have been two really prolific offenses, not just this year, but last year, two quarterbacks kind of contending for the MVP offensive player of the year candidates, you Tyreek and AJ Brown, just like, how, how do you think each team will kind of perform offensively? Maybe who benefits the most in a game like this? Uh, yeah, I, I, I totally agree, Ken. I, I think it should be uh, a high-scoring affair. But I, I thought it would be the same thing between the Cowboys and the Chargers, so who am I, who am I to tell uh, what game's going to be over the total? But I, I think when you look at these two offenses and you look specifically at the defenses, I mean, the Dolphins have given up a lot of big points lately. You know, even their, the loss to the, the Bills, it was 48 points. The win against the Panthers, I don't think anybody saw them going down 14 nothing. So they've certainly given up a lot of, you know, big production to some surprising offenses, in, in, in the case of the Panthers for sure. Um, the Eagles, I think it's going to you know, probably come down to is Lane Johnson playing because we've seen this offense really, really struggle when he's not out there, certainly when the offensive line's not at full strength. So uh, they'll have some time to prepare for that if he's not going to play, but I'd just like to see him out there because I want to see all those points. Um, A.J. Brown's you know, on, on just a magical run right now, so Jalen Hurts leaning on him. There's always the potential for Devontae Smith to get going. DeAndre Swift has been fantastic. Dallas Goddard's gotten going of late, so there's a lot to like about that side. And then do the Eagles really feel like a team that's going to completely shut down the Dolphins? I don't think so. So um, you have all these guys that play with, you know, Tua and Mostert and, and the two receivers there, especially now that Jalen Waddle's going again. So it should be a fantastic performance. I, I, I really hope that we get that type of game from these two teams because that's what we're all waiting to see. Jamie, let's go to the the Chiefs and the Chargers on Sunday at Arrowhead. Now, we've seen like a good amount of matchups, right, with Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes in this rivalry. And the total, like, always starts with the five when these two teams will play recently, the Chargers and the Chiefs. Uh, For Sunday, it starts with the four. The total is 48. So the betting market expects less scoring this week when the Chiefs host the Los Angeles Chargers. And, Jamie, I'm... I'm kind of worried about this Chargers offense right now, running a lot of two tight end sets. I don't think Keenan Allen's like best position is outside receiver. Palmer's more of a three. Quinton Johnston's an absolute zero right now. And the Chiefs defense is really good. Like, do you have optimism that this Chargers offense can perform well on Sunday at Arrowhead? Long-term concerns about the Chargers offense? And what do you think of that point total of 48? Is that too low in your opinion for the Chiefs and the Chargers? It, it certainly feels low. And, you know, Nick, we've been talking about this for, for fantasy on, on our shows that the Chiefs defense has been bad for the Chiefs offense because they're not giving up a lot of points. They've just been really good. And, and the run game for the Chiefs has been good. You know, so we haven't seen these big eye-popping numbers from Holmes. You know, thankfully we got Travis Kelsey going last week a little bit. So, you know, glad that he came through the ankle injury and seems to be fine. But they're still waiting for a receiver to step up and maybe help Mahomes in that regard, but they just don't have to win games the same way, you know, so there'll, there'll be some moments where I think we see this offense start to look like this offense again. And if that happens, then maybe we see the, the garbage time production from the chargers, but this has got to be such a deflating loss to them after losing to the Cowboys in their own building. Granted, they don't have a home field advantage, but the Kellen Moore storyline and how that all unfolded that his offense has not shown up yet. And you're right. You know, they've been sort of trying to figure out the loss of Mike Williams and Quentin Johnson just has not been the answer. And, and like you said, Josh Palmer is definitely more of a third receiver than he is a second option. You know, thankfully, Keenan Allen's still producing, and I think we'll get a better Austin Eckler game because, you know, first game back from a long layoff, you always get the shake the rust off type of performance. But um, they're going to have to score points, you know, because I don't think their defense is going to stop the Chiefs. It's just a matter of what kind of Chiefs performance are we going to see. So I do think that the, the total is probably appropriate, and we may not see them go over that number just because, again, the Chiefs defense has been so good. 
Jamie, uh, Arizona, Seattle, another game. We're kind of, you know, picking out some of the games that either we think are going to be high scoring or have high totals. So I've, I've kind of had a theory the last few weeks playing over in a lot of the Arizona Cardinal games because their defense has been really bad and not just over in the game, but over on like a star receiver to have a big game. Right. So Jamar Chase, we you know, went nuts against the, the Cardinals a couple weeks ago. Then we played Cooper Cup overs last week. It had one hundred and fifty plus for a big price and he finishes on 149, which is a little disappointing. And now you look at Seattle and I guess the problem for me in this game is just like, it seems like everyone could do really well. Like Metcalf could do really well and Lockett could do really well. And JSN, if he plays could maybe have like a big game and Kenneth Walker could have a really big, like, I almost don't even know who to land on. Like cup was easy, right? He's the best Rams receiver. Chase was easy. It's like a monster. Like who do you land on when everybody could do well for Seattle in this game? I, I think the, the, the most likely guy would be Metcalf, especially as we've kind of seen, you know, we haven't seen consecutive games, good games from Lockett. So it feels as if there's, there's somewhat of a market correction. You know, every time one guy goes off, the next guy has the bigger game the following week. Then the name that you said, though, that probably jumps off is, is Ken Walker for me, just because I, I think we, we kind of see where Geno Smith is at right now. He struggled a little bit. And that kind of has been what the, the theme of the season has been, that Smith has taken a step back and, and the run game has been there. Uh, I would not be surprised if there is a surprise performance because the defense is so bad. So maybe this could be the JSN game where they do get him going a little bit more. We saw some flashes of that in the loss against the Bengals and maybe even Zach Charbonnet if they're playing with a lead because of how bad the Chargers, the Cardinals have been. So we could see the rookies maybe take a little bit of a step forward in this matchup. But if you're going to pick one receiver, I think you go with the big play threat, and that's been DK Metcalf. You know, Lockett did have 90 yards receiving last week, but he's kind of been hovering in that 60, 70-yard range. So he's gotten by with some touchdowns. Uh, at some point, Metcalf's going to go off. And if there is a matchup for him to go off, it would be this week. So if you're looking at the receiver, I'd go Metcalf. If you're looking at the best player, I think it's Ken Walker, as we just saw. You know, Kyron Williams had a huge game, and Ken Walker certainly a much better talent but you're, if you're comparing the two back. You better, you better. Here with Nick and Ken. It's a terrific football Tuesday, and we're very happy to be talking fantasy football and NFL betting right now with our good friend Jamie Eisenberg, lead fantasy football analyst for CBS Sports on Twitter at Jamie Eisenberg. Jamie spelled J-A-M-E-Y. Uh, Jamie, with the Ravens-Lions game coming up on Sunday in Baltimore, I don't, I don't think we need to mention Lions stuff here unless you have a thought on like how the running back group is going to look minus David Montgomery, Jameer Gibbs is expected to be back. But more just from the Baltimore perspective, uh, I made the case yesterday, like we know what the Lions identity is I don't think the Ravens have an identity right now like maybe they want to be this high octane passing offense they're not there yet and I don't really think they have the personnel to really run it right now with Beckman and Beckham and Bateman are both washed up um so curious what you think we see from the Ravens offense on Sunday against the good Lions defense that might get Brian Branch back and like are, are you bullish on this Ravens offense rest of season they can't even run the ball right now either no, they're they're struggling. You know, I, I was hoping when they made Keaton Mitchell their you know rookie running back active that we would have seen a little bit more from him, and he didn't even play. So maybe there's just something more in the game plan coming for him, and they just wanted to give him the opportunity to be on the field in case he was needed. But yeah, Justice Hill and, and, and Gus Edwards not very inspiring right now. I think their identity is just Lamar Jackson, you know, and and that's what they're kind of making on. Is he going to make enough plays? Are they going to have some success in the red zone? You know, John Harbaugh has certainly proven that he's not afraid to have a field goal game, and we saw that you know, against the Titans with Justin Tucker bouncing back and looking like Justin Tucker again. So at some point they're going to, you know, I think establish who they are. It's probably going to take a, just a lot of Zay Flowers and Mark Andrews. And I, I do like what I'm seeing from Flowers, but you said it, you know, Beckham and, and Bateman have been huge disappointments. And so 
don't be surprised if they're aggressive at the trade deadline to add something to their team, especially on the offensive side of the ball. So whether it's a running back or maybe another receiver, um, I, I would not be surprised if that happens. Or maybe again, it's just Mitchell, you know, coming through and, and, and starting to you know just add some life to that backfield. But it really, it's just it's all on Lamar Jackson. If he has a bad game against the Lions, the Lions should win the game easily. If he has a good game, they'll be competitive, and I think that's what a lot of people are expecting. So if Lamar's Lamar and you know doesn't have some drops from his receiving core and is able to do some things with his legs. They'll be able to uh, push the Lions and certainly prove that they can be just as physical. But I think if he struggles and the Lions defense shows up, then it's going to be a bad game for the Ravens. Jamie, why don't we close with with Thursday night football? And maybe for this question, we can kind of assume Trevor Lawrence is going to play. Obviously, like he addressed the media and was like, he's optimistic he's going to play. And the, the market reflects that. The Saints are a very small favorite now. The total, a little less than 40. If he does play, obviously a low total game. These offenses have kind of struggled. But in like 45 seconds here, is there a player in Jag Saints that you would kind of be looking at? The only one for me right now with confidence is, is Travis Etienne, and that's saying something because the Saints run defense is good, but he's just playing fantastic right now. And so you got a banged-up Lawrence. You know, Doug Peterson will be creative to put the ball in Etienne's hands, but this is going to be one of those grinded-out type of games. If we didn't have six teams on a bye and a lot of injuries, it would be easy to fade a lot of the Jaguars because I still buy into the Saints defense. But the one player for Jacksonville right now that I trust and trust the most is Travis Etienne, and I'm not saying a lot there, but he's just been fantastic so far. He's been awesome. I, I, I might have some Christian Kirk bets if we think Marshawn Lattimore is going to shadow Calvin Ridley. We'll talk about that coming up more on Thursday. Uh, Jamie, we appreciate you making the time for us. Jamie on Twitter at Jamie Eisenberg. Check out Fantasy Football today. Watch Jamie on CBS Sports HQ. My friend, we sincerely appreciate it. Best of luck with everything this week. Stay well, and we'll talk to you down the line. Listen, sources can confirm you guys are the best. I appreciate you having me on. That, the great Jamie Love Eisenberg. It. Where yeah. do the sources confirm sources. that come from, though? Did, did we say that at any point during the interview? Maybe just like a, a, a fun way to, to say that we're awesome. I'm always looking for yeah, fun ways this. to say we're awesome. But this, sources confirmed that was a lame line by Jamie. Jamie's my friend. I can say that. Hour one done. Hour two for you coming up on the other side. Lockmas kicks us off, and we'll be on with our friends at Stadium. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. <laughs> on the BetQL Network.